0: Hello, and thanks very much indeed for listening to uh, this week's audio version of the blog Off Grid and Ignorant in Portugal. Please go on the website to see your photographs and, and all the rest of it. Um, uh, so, it's been uh, one of those weeks. The title is A Birthday and a Bulldozer The Downs and the Ups of an Overwhelming Week. Like most of us, I'm glad January is over but not for the usual reasons. There wasn't anything particularly dry about it, either in terms of rainfall or alcohol, but it is my birthday month, and so the no booze thing never really works out, to be honest. I can't blame the cold darkness, either. There's been bright sunshine for the last two weeks, we've had a couple of unseasonably warm days over 20 Celsius, sorry, and we even went to the beach for a dip, and for a clifftop fondue party. But the stress caused by the challenges on the building site, boring bureaucracy and a particular pipe intervention have made it one of the worst few weeks of off-grid living so far. And that is despite the fantastic birthday celebrations, which are extremely cheesy, cakey, sandwichy and soaked in sunlight, sauvignon blanc and single malt. So what am I complaining about? Well, The heavy rain not only ground everything to a halt around our three new buildings, it also created even more work, and messy work at that. The flooded holes and trenches gave a classic First World War movie set vibe, and the overwhelming sense it was going to take a very long time to get everything finished. The newly repaired submersible pump, with thanks to German Paul, was working hard to empty the trenches and holes from the clay so pipes and cables could be laid. But the whole place was a mudbath, with grumpy builders swearing out hundreds of metres of pipes and rolls of heavy electrical cables. Nudges from our engineer about another newly built tourist lodge nearby, whose owners have been waiting more than a year for a licence to open, ...didn't help our growing sense of doom and general January gloom. José's intention was to warn us that not prioritising bureaucracy could cost us dearly. But with a relatively simple part of the process already trapped in the town hall... ...it sent us into a spiral of negative thinking. If we can't open, how on earth do we start paying back our loan? I discovered another landslide on the hill in front of our house... ...courtesy of all the heavy rain the fact I hadn't managed to put enough gutters up to try and divert it, and our biological treatment plant remained a pile of upturned tanks languishing in a hardening mass of mud while we waited our turn for bulldozer time. Various workmen were occasionally dropping by into the site and thanks to some good advice from friends, we discovered the plumbing outside our buildings had not been done to code. All the outcoming water pipes had 90-degree bends in them, meaning that if they were ever blocked, which would probably happen quite soon, we would never be able to clean them and the floors would flood until we could dig everything up and repair it. Normally, the maximum angle of a bend in a pipe should be 45 degrees, so a drain-cleaning wire can be pushed through and any blockage could be cleared. But our contractor, Senor Manuel, didn't think there was any need to change them, despite us pointing this out. However, our water consultant, Rui, was due on site to plan the tank refit, and so we thought we'd ask his opinion. An opinion which was very much in line with ours, but one expressed surprisingly aggressively by shouting down the phone, grabbing his angle grinder from the car, and cutting through all the pipes so they'd have to be replaced. This was our first major diplomatic incident in the Valley of the Stars. Although Rui made the point, there were no doubt going to be consequences. And so that led to sleepless nights of searching for the appropriate paragraph in the right building code to be prepared for a confrontation. The 15 working day town hall deadline was also ticking down for us to submit an unknown document signed by we weren't sure who, something else to lie awake worrying about once Anna found the right section of the official drainpipe building code and discovered that we were right. And when I eventually did get to sleep, it was only to enjoy the recurring nightmare of having forgotten about something in the entire infrastructure plan and that might actually still come true. Anyway, all of this came alongside a lack of water flowing from the canal into the new 200000 liter pillow tank, silence from the unpolished concrete people, and our continuing inability to find where the current electrical cable even enters the original guest house that was there when we bought the place to integrate it into the new system. So, it was a great relief to see our architect Gonzalo on site to talk documents and hear about his plan to start applying for permission to use the buildings well ahead of them being finished. Individual frustrations piled up on each other, as you can probably tell. But the ups and the downs translated into a weekly line graph which was heading kind of up and to the right. Our friends once again had stepped in to help advise us and keep us sane. Vera and Youp had advice on pipe angles. Ulla on how to diplomatically approach the builder. Is it really worth upsetting him? And Niels and Sibylla threw a 1980s metal detector, a pan of Swiss cheese boiling on a clifftop, and a tide clock, which tells us the best time to visit the beach. The surprise birthday clifftop cheese fondue picnic accompanied by Portuguese Brut and Niels's handcrafted Sauvignon Blanc made for a fabulous day, which blended seamlessly into an entertaining night with new friends Tim and Trish. Just like me, Tim used to run around with a camera getting shot at for a living. But he would spend months embedding with rebel troops or the under-reported side to a story, freelancing for all the big news networks. An American, he decompressed in New York State through wood and metalworking and boat building before meeting and marrying Trish and deciding to move to Portugal and, namely, here to Alentejo. They bought a place not too far away from us, sensibly on the grid, and are looking forward to moving in very soon after months of house hunting and living out of a suitcase. Now, the detectorist intervention came as Niels and I tried to find the centimetre-thick cable linking the solar control room to our guest house. And it's buried about a metre deep. Some old Northern Rugby Club friends in a banality WhatsApp group made many suggestions, including turning to Twitching Justino or one of his ilk, the guy who found our water, for more diviner inspiration. But I think we're going to take the classic prop-forward Route 1 and search for a cable with a bulldozer. A line traced out by the faint hum of a metal detector and some creative thinking has given us the best guess place to try and what could possibly go wrong. I shall report back. And yes, I'll make sure the power's off before letting Justo go mad with a large metal bucket. With a large intake of breath, and I know that was an outflow of breath, with a large intake of breath, while taking a couple of days away from the madness, things went pretty well in the end. The expected confrontation over sawn-off pipes fizzled into broad agreement. The carpenters arrived and they put in the hours to install the pergolas in the buildings. The electricians started drilling boxes to everything. And the pipes and cables were buried with sand and clay. The war is over. The trenches are covered and levelled. It all looks so much better. And while I'm sure there are many other minefields ahead, in one big bulldozer a day, we managed to remove, clean up, refit and bury the bio-treatment tanks, ready for the next rain. The towering 15 cubic meter water tanks were lowered onto sand into a deep pit behind the container slash water treatment station to be. And the pebble pool people agreed to a more realistic installation date than two weeks time. This whole thing was never going to be easy. And while we're still loving the lifestyle, we are. We're hoping this is the last big bump on the race to the starting line for the next stage of opening our doors when they're finally delivered and welcoming guests. All in all, we've ended the week very firmly up, still having the nightmares and worrying about the timeline, but at least not overwhelmed by it all anymore. But sadly... The best laid plans to get Albie, the little black dog, some training at Dog Whisperer Emma's place in the Algarve were dashed by my efforts to get him into a harness which sent him heading for the hills. I'll be gone again. But sooner or later, hopefully, I'll be back. And I will be back next time to give you some more news, hopefully more positive news, about the way our project's going. Thanks a lot for listening, and please go on the website to see the crazy pictures of the madness. Bye for now.